When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is Overtime, a live series brought to you by Riglinks and War Room Media, where we talk about basically anything we want. And here are your hosts, Greg Williams and Ryan Ray. Buddy, how are you? What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. Uh, are, you still, are you still in undisclosed location? Yeah, I am. I am. I'll still be here till like uh, the middle of January or so. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, are you out there working on like uh, distributing the vaccine or something important like that, or? No, I don't have. I'm, I'm running. I run fresh out of mask. So, <laughs> yeah, so um, so yeah, let's uh jump right into it here. Let's see here. What do we got? Um, we'll just throw this on the rundown here. Um. All right. We have, <clears throat> we'll run through the oil prices. We'll talk a little bit about the market. I, uh, the G20 Climate Summit. Um, also, the Vatican going net zero. Hey, good for the Vatican. Uh, Bitcoin tops 20K. Um, North Face uh, is hating on the oil and gas side. So, yeah. Um, and we'll touch on the vaccine just a little bit. Disney's uh, new lineups, which I'm pretty stoked about. And, uh, yeah, Jake Paul has a bag of bills these days there, right? <laughs> By uh, the way, we're looking, think, we're looking for sponsors. Babies need new shoes. So. I got a lot of babies. I got four of them suckers. So, um, I think I kind of wonder at this point if you and Ben are conspiring against me because you keep going to talk about these oil prices, and, and you know how I feel about them. <laughs> so, like, and you lead with it. I think you're trying to get me – you know, a little bit just jacked up first thing coming into the show. I think you and Ben are conspiring behind my back on this. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of like this. It's, uh, you know, 100,000 worth of uh, oil and gas people. So I got to at least kick it off with something about the – I know it. I know it. i probably get smooth booted off LinkedIn and start with some kind of business anyway because people probably don't watch after a minute anyway. Yeah, so, I hear you. I hear that's you. why we hold off on the real stuff till later on in, you know. Yeah, you know what? These old prices. All right. So, first off, I wanted to. Uh, we didn't get booted off, so that's good. There we go. Um, second off, did we find out who the intern was? No, no, no. <laughs> well, if they have, no, I haven't even seen anyone else actually discuss that aspect of the story. Have you? No, I haven't. I haven't no, seen anyone bring that up. How is that possible? You, How is that possible? <laughs> You were the only one that actually brought it up. So. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, right. I haven't seen anyone. They're, they're talking about kicking him off and fighting over this and fighting over that. It's like, who's the intern? Just let's just start with that, you know. But <laughs> nope, no, we can't can't have nice things like that. So nope, hadn't heard a uh, hadn't heard a peep. So maybe we scared everybody away. <laughs> oh, I, I got a feeling that no one wants to answer those type of questions. To be honest with you, oh, you're probably right. All right, let's jump into it. You know what would be funny? If if the intern was working for someone else now, like a Republican. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's working like a Republican spot. Or Rand Paul or, you know, something like that. That would be hilarious. I think we're looking at a nine-month high here. What do you think? (sighs) Greg, I don't know what's going on with this world. <laughs> I mean, if I yeah, let me pull it up here. Uh, Asia, Asia, that's what's going on with it, man. Yeah, so the price. I mean, forty-eight thirteen. Okay, the 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean the other point we're back down. We're having more lockdowns. I just, I mean, no. We had Robert Martinez on the Texas One Guest podcast on Monday, and he he said he felt like the fundamentals were stronger than what I think they are. So, you know, um, that was interesting. Uh, do you follow uh, at Big Orin on Twitter? No, I don't. Uh, so. He, I, I won't. I know his true identity. I won't give it away. But he's he's definitely someone to follow. He's he's an anonymous account. But if you know what he really did, he, you know he's he's coming from a place of of intelligence. I should say not not. He's a smart guy, but he, he has access to data. And so he said, um, CIA, or FBI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, NSA, yeah. <laughs> um, he tweeted out. I guess it was seven hours ago. So early this morning. Um, will China buy strong? Will China buy strongly at these higher prices, which pushes OPEC Plus to increase production by five hundred thousand barrels a day more in each of February, March, and April? Total of two million barrels a day increase. Um, then slow buying in May to push prices back down and difficult for OPEC to redo the cuts. It is what I would do. That's an interesting theory. Because essentially, you know, they increase their buying. And so, uh, to your point, Asia buying. Okay, so Asia buys, buys they, OPEC to match the, to get the, you know, they match the production, get the price out of control. And then all of a sudden, China flips the script. Well, now you've got the production up here. Well, what's going to happen to the price then? The price would really, really uh, suffer. And so, um, so anyways, I thought, I thought that was an interesting um, take on what might, what might be going on from China's side. And he said, um, someone asked, him. Yeah. yeah, someone asked him. Um, demand in China and India is increasing every five, uh, every year, five ten percent. Not to mention other Asian countries. He says very good, but China is going to use its SPR and huge commercial inventories in a, in a much more proactive way than anyone else. This is how they will control prices, particularly differentials, freight, which have much more profound effect on refinery margins than flat price. Um, and then he said. Um, they ha- and someone says only when oil is 70 plus, not here. He said they've done it already when it was lower during July through October period. They cut back by, they cut back on buying. That is why the ports cleared. Differentials fell quite significantly during that period. So, um, anyways, um, he, I know he's an anonymous account. I do know him personally. It's, uh, I never met him, but we've talked and online, but offline or whatever. Um, so no, I know who he is. He's a pretty reputable, reputable person, um, where he's at. And, uh, uh, I think his, you can't dismiss what he says. I feel like that. <clears throat> well, both sides are, or both points are good points. I mean, uh, you know, like you said uh, last week there, you know, the market uh, indicators, you know, being uh, China being one of them and uh, comments about, you know, professional use of reserves and then flipping the script. It makes sense to me. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. But you know, if if he's right, the the concern is that you know we're heading for another big I say another big crash, another potential big setback in the oil prices, though, right? Well, I mean, short term, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, when it, but when it happens, it's going to be quick, and then it'll be another one of those long deals, you know, long drawn out deals again. Well, right, and I guess if you're you know if you're in the U.S. over here. You know the U.S. frackers. Um, you know they can't take a lot more of those, you know, snapbacks or whatever you want to call them, setbacks like that. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. Well, I don't know where they're getting their cash from to stay around. <laughs> well, that's true too. That's true too. Well, what do you think about? I mean, look at the stock market. It's just over and over inflated. And then you look at like Bitcoin, which is you know going through the roof. But then you see the unemployment numbers coming out today. It's like well, and, and the price the price today hasn't even gone down. Like there, it, it, my concern is there's no bad news for the market. It seems like, and that's that's a concern. Like the market, I'm critical of the market for overreacting, but at some point we have to acknowledge that there is bad news out there, right? Yeah, there is bad news out there, but I mean, it's, obviously, it's not enough to, uh, to you know to push the market to go one way or the other. It looks like it's, I mean, so other than. No news uh, changing the market. I mean, there's no 
real indicator of why it continues to increase, right? I mean, uh, it has to be something. Well, I mean, the Fed's buying corporate bonds still. And so, you know, that's... So, uh, yeah, I mean, a couple things. One, there's fewer companies on the stock exchange now than there were back in the mid-90s, even back as far as 1980. We have fewer companies today on the stock market than there was back in 1980. It's about half... It, it, it didn't work, huh? Yeah, a lot of those companies just didn't didn't make it. And so, Warren uh, yeah. George... Um, and so, so if you look at the chart, the chart, um, it goes like from 19, let's see if I can get my camera. Okay. So if this is 1980, this is today, it goes up into the mid nineties and it comes back down and it kind of comes back up a little bit. So the mid nineties is kind of the high point. And I think we're about half as many companies as we're like 96, 97 today, but we're still lower than 1980. You wouldn't think that you wouldn't think that we have fewer publicly traded companies today than we did 1980, but we do. And so, you know, when the stock market's up. Aside from what the Fed's doing, whatever the stock market means, it doesn't mean the same thing each year because the number of companies is constantly changing. And not by one two, but by multiples of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, just by hundreds of companies that are, that are thousands even. You know, we had, I think, 7,600, 8,000 companies in 1996. We got like 3,600, 4,000 now. So you're talking about a drastic shift. So what does it mean now? Well, it means something different. And that's a question that people don't ask. And then the Fed buying up like carnival and stuff like that things about before um you know those things put prop up the market even more so and so you're sitting there looking at the market going my god look at this wow stock market's doing great well i don't know what that means anymore uh, because the fed's buying the corporate bonds and there's fewer companies and so um i think the examination of what the stock market means is something that you know some of these analysts need to actually get in there do the work on yeah i mean it's uh sometimes it's a it's a search charade game Moving money around one place to the other. So one of the uh, the other market articles there is the um, this was uh, this came out. This is S and P. So um, one of the things there I noted in this one, well, there was two things actually. Um, it was um, demand in key hubs, uh, India and China have also given the bulls something to latch on to. India. Appeared to turn the corner in October with oil products demand up two and a half percent year on year, ending seven straight months of decline. So that was that was one thing there, and then there was another one here um, toward the end. Um, I like this comment. Um, even market uh, participants are not wholly convinced the rally has much further to run just yet. A look at the Brent market structure shows a flat forward curve in 2021, even with all the euphoria around vaccine voting, well for increased consumption later next year. Those looking at the oil markets run higher may do well to remember that this recovery looks more like a marathon than a sprint. So that basically kind of resonates with just about everything that we've just talked about. So pretty good take. How high do you think it's going to go before it, before it's, uh, you have a correction? 50. Well, Brent's already at 50. Brent's at 51. You talking about Is WTI? It? Yeah, I was talking about WTI, but what are you thinking about, Brent? Yeah, Brent's at 51.47. So, okay. Well, you know. 50, 51. Yeah, okay. There it is. Right there. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? So you want to do a rock, paper, scissor? You want to... <laughs> well, I tell you, I thought... Um, 60. 60. 65. You know, I was convinced that the price was going to reset <laughs> at the end of the year. Um, and the further we go along, the concern, you know, see, so you, you look at those Indian numbers. No, those are fine. There's nothing wrong with those. You know, good for India having demand. Uh, the concern is, is that... You know, it's not that the price is going up. That's not necessarily a concern. The, pro- the problem is the price doesn't go down. Like, it doesn't go down at all. Like, you know, if it was at 49 today and it went down to 46, you could say, okay, well, the traders are moving money around. Like, you say, ah, that's like normal. It's it's not. It's not doing that. And that's the and that's the concern is that it's, you know, um, you know you're going to see some of these frackers. And the U.S. hadn't looked at the, the futures market, but they're going to lock in hedges for 2021. And so their production is going to be steady. So we have to have a significant up 
uptick in demand in 2021 to match, I think, uh, this potential outflow of oil. But you know, I, I don't know. It's I'm at the point. I mean, when the market oversupply came on from uh, was it EIA was it last week? You would have thought that that would have done something, but it didn't. Yeah, that's what we talked about last week, right? We had like a 15 yeah. million barrel increase, and the market still didn't go down. Like what? Nope, well, that's if, right. that, if that does, if that doesn't set it down, then what what does? Nope, nothing apparently. So. All right. Well, I guess we'll wait and see, won't we? Wait for the bubble to bust. Is that what we're? Well, I mean, it's one of those things you want to be wrong on, but totally, hundred uh, percent. You, you wouldn't be like uh, you want people to go. Oh, you were so wrong. Right, I was wrong. However, um, you know, I'm not. I'm not being a contrarian to be a contrarian. I just, I just, uh, I just. It doesn't make sense, and I think that's a. I think I think anyone who's given an honest assessment of the stock market in general thinks that a lot of this doesn't make sense. And so, trying to figure out what's real and what, what's mythical um, is is the hard part right now. Well, when you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I hope somebody cashes out and makes a little bit of money on it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, the G20 Climate Summit. So, All right. So, yeah, so the this was held on the 12th there Saturday in uh, Saudi Arabia. So I had a couple of comments here. So the U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres, um, yeah, said, I want to note here um, on this one, it said, so, so far, the members of the G20, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, there we go. So far, <clears throat> the members of the G20 are spending 50% more in their stimulus and rescue packages on sectors linked to fossil fuel production and consumption than on low carbon energy. <clears throat> So a couple of couple of things there, Ryan. I went to the uh, the MEA website, so and looked at the G20 objectives just to make sure I was I had my head in the right place before I started, you know, going down the wrong trail there. So the G20 objectives are policy coordination between its members in order to achieve global economic stability and uh, sustainable growth. Number two, to promote financial regulations that reduce risks and prevent future financial crisis. And number three at that time was to create a new international financial architecture. Now, that was dated, um, that was on the first G20, which was held in no, you know, November 2008 in Washington. So mm-hmm. um, that part or that little piece of the uh, MEA was dated uh, August the 20th, 2012. But it wasn't until the seventh G20 that two additional points were added so point number four was enhancing food security and addressing commodity price validity. And number five, to promote sustainability, development, green growth, and the fight against climate change. So I guess my question to, to you as well as the rest of the American people is, if oil and gas do collapse, what in the hell do they think is going to happen to point number one and point number two? You know, I heard an interesting theory. That, Are we going in the right direction? That's what I'm saying here. Well, so yeah, maybe. I heard an interesting theory the other day. I, uh, this was on um, the Drill Down podcast, and they did some Q&A, and 
Oh gosh, here we go. He's here. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he's here. Um <laughs> Ryan's wrong a lot, so that works. Yeah, okay. Uh and, and they said that could should we expect higher oil prices under the Biden administration because higher oil prices makes renewables more competitive. Hmm. And so yeah, I, I thought about renewables that. Renewables are, are already so cheap. So, I mean, they're, they're not making any money off the deal at the moment. So, I mean, how are they, how would you ever prop them up to get them to where they were that competitive? Well, if oil's at, you know, a hundred dollars a barrel, let's just say, I'm going to say it's going to go to a hundred, then oil is more expensive. And so the, the, the margins on renewables becomes better because, you know, whatever the renewable cost is, subsidies and all that stuff, you can charge more for it. You don't have to subsidize it as much because the price of oil is higher. Uh, when oil is cheap, renewables become less competitive because you can buy more oil for cheap. I mean, I think they probably should have started out with them being expensive. Going back the other direction, it's going to be hard to fool anybody. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's my thoughts anyway. <laughs> so I don't think uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you ever get to a point, um, unless you're going to be like, uh, you know, one of our countries over there in Europe to where you just basically go zero, you know, and that's, that's going to be the only way that you're going to ever be able to, you know, do renewable on, you know, any kind of a market. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you got to be you know, pretty dedicated to the call. Um, no carbon reduction. I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's the next thing we're yeah. going to talk about here. So the Vatican going net zero. That, well, the other thing is, have I you mean, seen the- have you seen the reports about this year about the uh, emissions and how they really didn't either they went down uh, minimal or basically even the global emissions weren't, weren't, weren't didn't change that much despite the fact we shut down literally everything? Uh, I must have been reading a conflicting report because the one I read meant that it took a, a pretty good drop there after March and then it came right back up where it was where it was at before. So I'm talking about for the year though, for the year, not 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 for. No, I haven't. I haven't read anything here here lately. Yeah, so you have you have a a, a decent little drop there. Obviously, um, you know when China shut down, there's the satellite photos to show that. But but year on year, the overall change wasn't wasn't significant. Hmm. Bad data again, huh? Well, I mean, I just don't know. You know, if if those reports are true that we had a five or ten percent decrease or whatever it was. And you took it took the world to shut down to have that decrease. Then I think you're you're mm-hmm. kind of spot to where you say, well, okay, how do you ever hit these goals that we're talking about? Never, right? Never. Not not yeah, exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So it seems like these days, though, Ryan, if you're um, you're not cool if you're not going net zero, though. So I'm net zero. Recent, uh, you're not net zero. I'm definitely not. I've been at net zero, zero for a long time, man. A long time. No, definitely not net zero. But um, it seems like you're not cool if you're not net zero these days, though. So the, the newest one that's uh, yeah, come on the bus there is the uh, is the Pope and the Vatican. So, so uh, again, I got two things here. I'm probably uh, going to piss a couple of people off here, but that's okay. Uh, number one, I mean the um, the history. Um, you know, the Vatican has a lot of um, borrowed items <laughs> over its hundreds of years from Rome. So um, they probably should uh, think about maybe giving some of that back as a nice gesture, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that, so that's number one. Number two is there hasn't been a whole uh, a lot of good uh, public news about uh, anything to do with diocese, Vatican, Catholics, the whole nine yards for the last 10, 15 years. I think it has a something to do with the problem in some of the churches with the uh, younger children being abused. So that's number two, right? So <clears throat> not a good look. So what, so what are they going to eat after they stop having beef? You know, because I mean, obviously they emit CO2 as you're farming them, but uh I assume they'll plant some more trees, but you can only plant so many trees on the on the five by five there they got. So, what do you, what's your take there? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we can talk about <clears throat> Catholic history here for a second. Um, 
you know, the popes, each pope kind of has his kind of like a president on some level. They kind of have their own own agenda and whatnot. And then this pope has been extremely more liberal than previous popes of, of recent memory have been, um, for sure. And and it's been, it's interesting because not only do you have, um, not only do you have to deal with, um, this pope. Um, he hasn't, to my knowledge, done anything. I don't want to get into how the pope speaks and and all that right now, but, but he hasn't done anything that, that's permanent. And so you, I'm curious to see with the church, what they do the next step, because this message of, you know, net carbon zero and stuff, that's, that is one of the most elitist things that you can talk about, you know, go down sure. to an emerging market where there's a lot of Catholics at in Brazil in Honduras in Nicaragua, <clears throat> South America, a lot of Catholics down there. They, they yeah, just big, polluters, to... big polluters that weren't invited to the G20. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, they, they just like paycheck to paycheck and they ain't got a paycheck. So, you know, this is to me, this is this virtue signaling. And, um, you know, I, I, I wonder if long term, if, if this stuff like this will actually lose the, if the papal credibility will, will diminish because uh, people are like, you know, net zero, what does that even mean? I'm just trying to freaking eat here today, man. You know, I'm standing starving. Why don't you send some of that Vatican? Why don't you, as you say, give back some of that Vatican stuff and give me some food? That'll work. <laughs> so, Ben is asking, where are they burying all the decommissioned wind turbine blades, right? And it's probably burying them in the, in the ground under the solar panels that they get up. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Ben's got property that he buries nuclear waste, batteries, stuff like that, doesn't he? Right? It, it's bombarding right there. It's pretty good. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's aggressive. Why did you invite him? I told you. Why did you do this? Oh. There's another one. Yeah, this is great. This is great. This is what this is what we're here for. We're here for. Keep, keep the comments coming. They're great. They're great. I asked you and everyone watching a question because Ben, I went to Burger King one time, one time, and he never. Okay, I've been there more than once, but I just went there one time, and he never lets me live it down. Is, is there something wrong with Burger King? And I drive an F two fifty because I'm a red blooded American. Okay, that's what I do. I put diesel in my truck on a daily basis. Well, okay, I don't drive anymore, but you know, I put diesel when I get out. <laughs> but yes. I mean, it's still Burger King. When did Burger King become un-American? I don't know, man. I um, I haven't actually haven't been around Burger King in a while. To be honest, oh, okay. said that. He shouldn't have said that. Ben's gonna. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I enjoy Burger All King. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, listen, it's not Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, okay? No, it's no, it's not. No, no. no. In the town I live in, when I'm going a certain way. Oh, Starbucks. Yeah, the, yeah. There's a McDonald's and a Burger King on the right side of the road. So if you're on that side, on, on the right side, on the left side of the road. And to turn left is a big pain. So it's easy just to go to Burger King and McDonald's uh, if you're going right there. So I just whip up in there. And so, yeah, North Face. Oh, good God. We, we really getting into it. Well, we're going to. Before we before we get started there, this is the last thing I'll say about what the Pope's had to say. Oh yeah, please. Right. Ben, ben did his thing, his normal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, I'm gonna just quote this little girl right here. This is bullshit. <laughs> what is it? This is bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna bring up Greta. How dare you? No, no, it's great. No, I'm just um I just I just think it's bullshit. <laughs> I agree. All right. Here we go. North Face. Seems North Face has um, turned a little uh, back on the uh, oil and gas company there. And uh, so Innovex, oh, let's jump over there and look at that. Yeah. So I'm sure that um, over this past uh, couple of days or maybe even a week or so, that I'm sure that CBS7's website has crashed at least once or twice, I'm <laughs> sure, from probably some of the, the traffic. But so Ryan, it's been all over social media. Um, I even sent a message to uh, to Mr. Anderson to see if he wanted to come on the show here and do a chat with us. And uh, we're pretty small. He never replied back, but that's okay. We uh, it's an open invitation to anybody that wants to come along. So Houston, Houston-based Innovex Downhole Solutions says it was recently denied an order of jackets for the North Face popular outdoor recreation company because they are in the oil and gas business. They did go on to say <clears throat> uh, a little bit more, but the interesting thing was the 
you know, four page open letter that Mr. Anderson wrote to the CEO. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll note his last paragraph here. The irony in this statement is your jackets are made from oil and gas products. The hardworking men and women of the industry produce. I think this stance by your company is counterproductive virtue signaling, and I would appreciate you reconsidering this stance. We should be celebrating the benefits of what oil and gas do to enable the outdoor lifestyle your brand embraces. Without oil and gas, there would be no market for nor or ability to create the products your company sells. So touche for him calling them out, but Everyone, like we talked about, I think it was in the very first episode, is um, you got to remember where these products come from. You got to remember who owns these companies. You got to do your, you know, your research on these brands because these, uh, you know, you don't, you don't, like I said, companies own companies. So it's also like, um, I mean, they, you know, the North Face has a whole lot of other companies that are with, you know, they're in VF Corp with a, with a few more. I mean, the, also like, uh, Bulwark Walls, uh, James is saying Vans and Timberland. There's a lot of people wondering at VR Corp window. So, mm-hmm. I mean, was this just a uh, like a one shot? You think it was just uh, somebody doing a quote and said, "No, I don't want to do. I don't want to see you guys a quote or what?" Well, let me just say, I fully support North Face here, and <clears throat> as a member of the oil and gas community, I want to be the first. And I sent this tweet out a few days ago. The first to 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 encourage them to fully embrace their new anti-oil and gas uh, agenda. Um, there are Amish communities all around the U.S. we can plug them into, and maybe they can go kill ox and sell like ox coats or sheepskins coats. I don't know. Um, I doubt the rugged mountain climbers that they appeal to will want to buy that, but <laughs> I am fully endorsing this position, and I will, I will personally drive them in a horse and buggy to the nearest Amish community of their choosing so that they can live out their life in perpetuity. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I'm here for them. I'm here for them. And so uh, that's kind of guy. Turn the lights off is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just turn saying. Completely off. I, I'm just saying, like, I'm here to support them. I'm here to support them in whatever they do. I mean, we shared the story all across our little network there. And, um, I mean, some of the comments that came back was uh, – Obviously, some of the same years has been quite creative. I mean, I'm not, um, I'm, I definitely support if you don't want to be in it to get out of it. So, I mean, it's not a, uh, <laughs> it's uh, sometimes it's a. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, it's not an industry for uh, for weak-hearted these days, that's for sure. I'm just saying that if North Face does not want to use oil and gas products, then let's send them to the Amish. That's where they belong. That's where that's where they will find people who do not use oil and gas products like, like they do, right? Well, I mean, they definitely don't use them on the kind of scale that uh, North Face does or VR Corp does. Right. So, I mean, they're still they still have to burn something in that in that candle. I mean, not candle, but in that uh, that lantern. So, there's something yeah. to burn in there. I mean, I've, I've wondered I mean, where they get the oil from. I don't know, but okay, we're gonna but we're we talk about getting net zero. Well, we're gonna make North Face net zero in the realest way. We're gonna put them on an Amish life, and they're going to be out there living. You know. It's going to be hard to make sales without plastics and computers. Uh, it's going to be hard to make products. But I think – It's actually going to be hard to keep your employees around because there won't be anything to eat. Yes. 
Yes, that, that, that there's a lot of challenges that that, that they're going to face. But in all seriousness, I always I always throw that out there when companies virtue signal like, oh, we don't want to support oil and gas companies. Like, okay, well then then great, let's just go let's just go all in because when you buy our plastics and stuff, you're supporting oil and gas companies. So just I fully support in all seriousness, I fully support a business being able to choose who they want to sell to or not. So I have sure. I have no problem with North Face not doing this i'm actually glad they said it because now i know i don't want to be forced to buy their products and so now i know i won't go buy their products and that's and that should be fine and so if north face has i'll just enough- be straight up i'll just be straight up ryan north face never made anything that i could wear any damn way well I, so, I mean, it's a, listen, I across mean, my across my shoulders it's not happening you know <laughs> yeah. i wasn't gonna go there that they didn't they didn't have um they didn't have products for a big guy like myself anyway. So it wasn't like they're losing a customer. This is no, that's right. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is the wall. This is the walls and bulwark side of the company that they were wearing. So yeah. Uh, if there, if there, if there was a, you know, if they were in the salad, uh, if I said salad, maybe so, but, um, but uh, yeah, it, that's right, James. Yep. Yeah, I'm whenever, I, whenever I have to go shopping, I have to go look for tents. That's, that's correct. I, I, I look yeah, for the top. And my and my, but my tents that I wear are made out of oil and gas. So absolutely, yeah. wow! This is uh, some kind of synthetic oil and gas, something or another. I don't know, but you know, I, and I've every seen... every those buttons that are sewed onto that shirt are made with poly or synthetic thread. Oh yeah, sewed on. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, so let me ask you this though: I've seen a lot of people that are offering to take North Face clothes uh, and donate them to the you know the local homeless shelters. That's been a good thing. That's been a positive because the homeless people. Right now, need jackets, need warm, warm clothes. We obviously don't care if it's North Face or you know whoever. So good for them, and that also means that it gives companies who are pro oil and gas a chance to increase their revenue. And so, um, I think stories like these actually have some positives because if you're an oil and gas professional now, you have to decide whether or not you want to support a company that fundamentally hates what you what you do for a living. Um, and if you want to do that, then whatever, that's fine. But if you don't, now you know, I'm not going to go to North Face. Now, you can't make that decision with everything you do in life because there's too many companies to track. But you can say with North Face, okay, listen, you know, you're not getting my $75 for this little cloth mask. You know, I'm sorry. I'm going to go buy it from um, whoever. And listen, I, I would say this. If I'm going to buy winter gear, I like I'm a, I like the hunting gear. It seems to be better made anyways. You know, real tree or, um, oh, gosh, uh, mossy oak or, or something like that. Something that's, you know, it's got a little, little thickness to it. Again, big guy. I need a little need a little warmth on me. <clears throat> well, I was um I'm kind of a red wing guy. So I mean I do hey, I do hey, like hey, the red wing brand. We so. all have them Greg Williams deep pockets, you know. Uh maybe get some sponsors I can well, afford that red wing stuff. But you know, I'm this is I'm we I'm, need to get uh we need to get we need to get Red Wing a sponsor. Maybe we need to holler at some of the other boys there. Yeah, I I'm ready to Magellan, man of the people. Just kind of make it day by day. I actually do like Game Guard too. So I wear a lot of Game Guard gear. All right. You ready to get into this uh, vaccine? <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? I've already called for North Face to go live an Amish lifestyle. What's the worst I can say? <laughs> yeah, we have, no, that's right. So um, as we all know, the uh, trucks left out uh, Michigan there December 13th with Pfizer's vaccine on it out of Michigan. So that. So my interesting thing here was um, was Fauci talking about um, herd immunity against COVID nineteen by the end of second quarter, twenty twenty one. So what do you think? You're trying to get us kicked herd, off. Herd, herd, herd immunity. You're trying to get us kicked off this thing. Okay, so. I do have some comments after you, so you can, well, you can feel free to because I'm going to share with everybody what China's doing with their with their vaccine. Yeah, so let me say this: so when you're talking about herd immunity, um, how 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 far you want me to go on this one? Because I've got some interesting. Well, thoughts. well if we want to. If I mean, okay, so I don't want to go too deep into it, but in, but at the end of the day, herd immunity isn't 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 that something that we already have. I mean, if it wasn't, we'd be we'd be killing more people than what we are now. So there are, there has to be some people out there that is immune from it, right? Well, that's part of New York. Some people believe that maybe 
the herd immunity threshold is lower because of the New York numbers. Now we'll we'll see as it progresses what happens with New York, uh, especially New York City, to see how that transpires. But some people have have speculated that maybe the herd immunity threshold is is lower. Um, but the, you know, the herd immunity thing is a little bit interesting for Fauci to be talking about that because maybe in the U.S. or parts of the U.S. you could achieve that but globally. If they're saying that you have to have sixty to seventy percent people either vaccinated or have had the virus, herd immunity globally will not be achieved for some time, and that's going to be the problem. You know, about talking about the vaccine and you know what, what you would do with it. And that's going to be the problem is because you could go to insert emerging market here, and they say, well, okay, you know, you have to have a vaccine to come here because we don't have herd immunity, and so. Um, uh, and the the opposite is true as well about people coming to the United States is that are you going to require everyone who enters our borders to have a vaccine? Uh, right. Because right. if not, the more people without it, then the more the further you get away from herd immunity. Um, assuming that you want to kind of work in that paradigm that Fauci's working in. Well, I mean, it was like um, it was like I got uh, got a message the other day. It was um, let me see here. So, um, the Pfizer and Biotech vaccine uh, accuracy is ninety four percent. Modern vaccine uh, accuracy is ninety four point five percent. The Oxford vaccine accuracy is ninety percent. So now this is for India. So the India recovery rate without the vaccine ninety three point six percent. Right. So. So they were saying that they need more fresh lime and soda here than the actual vaccine. So now, granted, not all countries in the world are responding the same way, for sure. But there is there's definitely something to be said about that um, herd immunity statement. That's for sure. Well, let me ask you this. Have you read Kaiser Fung's analysis of the um, of the uh, Pfizer vaccine? No, I haven't. Yeah, so you should go. I'll, I'll try to send you some stuff. He has, uh, and I can put this in the thread here so people go read it. So Kaiser Fong is a, I don't know what his proper term is, statistician, um, business analyst type type guy who looks at numbers and stuff. And he's been going through the the Pfizer data. And um, let's see here if I can pull this up. Um, essentially, the effectiveness. And I'll just I'll just put this in the in the thread so people can go look it up themselves. You can go read and sure. make your own determinations. Um, but anyways, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll just go find the thing and, and put it in, in the on the on the thing. It, the, if you just scroll down, you can see about four or five blog posts in where he started to talk about all this stuff. So there she blows for people who want to read that i think you go read that you understand what is actually being said the vaccine does and what it doesn't does what well, does and doesn't does what it does claim it what it does claim it's what, what, it, what it do to do yeah what it do to do <laughs> so it's interesting when you kind of get into there what they're actually saying the vaccine is supposed to be doing um it might, might might be a little bit different than what some people are led to believe yeah so who gets the vaccine first run well, I mean, you know, so I'm on the record pretty clear back in March on my, my my take on this. And I've only modified one thing for me, public comment, I said in March, which uh, had to do with the kids. At the time, I thought kids were susceptible. And then I know because of some stuff offline that I changed my stance on that within a week or two. I looked at, looked at the data and realized that. I, my, my thoughts were back in March is that to protect the elderly because the elderly were the most vulnerable. And maybe like, you know, stage four cancer patients or... Um, organ donor people, the only list, you know, right, people, you right. know those. People. Uh, so I would say the vaccine needs to go to those people first. You know, just you know, those are the ones if they want to take it. Now, it should be made to take it, obviously, but if they want to take it. So frontline health care workers and uh, the elderly. I would say the elderly first because they're the ones who are likely to die, then the frontline health care workers. Because if you have less of the elderly getting sick, then in the vaccine, they're like, assuming the, the vaccine works, let's just assume that. If you assume that, if you say, well, do you vaccinate the people who are working on people with people that are going to get sick and die? Well, I would vaccinate those who are going to get sick and die first. Um, because if they're not getting sick and die, then you don't need the healthcare workers. Uh, you, you need them, but you don't need them for that. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, but 
if everybody in the U.S. you know, um, you know thinks about the vaccine, they're the anti-vaxxers, and uh, uh, all the rest of the, the you know people in the world. It's here's what China does. Um, pause that so it doesn't go off there. Maybe I need to play it. Anyway, China begins COVID testing trials on children as young as three. So, right, so two companies in China have confirmed they have begun COVID test trials on vaccines on children as young as age three. In America, Pfizer is not tested on kids younger than 16. That's from NBC. So, they, uh, they just got on down to the nitty gritty there and just went straight to the, to the young ones with it. They didn't even, uh, they didn't even, you know, they didn't even get go to jail. They just went straight to the straight to the little ones. <laughs> it's interesting. We're talking about China though. So what's in that? It's it's weird because the, the the children are the least susceptible to the virus. That's wild. And so I makes you wonder if they're if they're thinking well they're least susceptible. But they also have this maybe the quickest recovery immune system. So if the vaccine does have problems, giving it to them, they could recover faster. So you can kind of try it on on the children. I don't know. It's 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 weird and it's it's creepy, if nothing else. I don't think anything that publicly comes out about tests and trials is probably fifty percent wrong anyway. So <laughs> who knows? I mean I mean I'm not in the lab uh with these guys when they're doing it, but it is interesting that we're not testing below 16 and they just went straight on down to the three-year-olds and just get it over with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't but, know. But no, yeah. I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> That's uh, well, I, I just, yeah. Like you said, what, what comes out of China is always, it's always hard to decipher, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to decipher on a couple levels because, you know, you have what they say, but if you, and, and you know, this great, if you listen to Chinese speak, they have their talking points and they do not yes. like, they do not get off those talking points. And and so you can go hear a diplomat in the U.S. or a diplomat in Australia or in Africa, and when they're on their mainline talking points, they do not – they have these things. They just say pop, pop, pop. And so, you know, they're just saying that. You don't know if it's true or not because they'll say it in every context. Um, right. And so, I, you know, it's funny. I recommended this book. I've done put it up. Have you read uh, China in the West um, the monk, from the Monk Debates? No. Okay, it's an interesting book, and I think it's um folks who are something new every day. Yeah, well, it's 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 actually a debate, and so but they've taped it and um and they've you know transcribed it, and so it's it's good for people who are trying to understand some of the issues from both sides. Uh, And I'll I'll put this out here, folks, who want to see it. But the thing that I found that's fascinating about it is there's certain things that you know when you push a Chinese debater on, they will not address because they can't, they just can't, and it's. Right, and so it's, it's just funny because we, we we say that, but they'll be you, waiting for them at the airport whenever they get home. Right, so you say that, and you kind of forget about it, and then uh, you're like, oh yeah, of course. But then if you don't have that ingrained in your mind with everything you read from China, it's hard to really know, um, you know, which if what you're reading is true or not. And so, um, you know, it's like they're testing stuff. You know, they were testing batch testing, which is different than for for COVID, which is different than what we were testing for. And so that that changes things as well. Absolutely. Bullshit. <laughs> what is it? This is bullshit. The Tessa knows uh, three-year-olds. That was one yep. that wanted to get away. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. All from the vaccine. Next. Talk about a little entertainment here. You're a Disney fan, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So... <clears throat> So this came out on the uh, IGN.com Instagram there. I think it was, um, was that about six days ago. And um, my uh, my son, Sean, actually sent it to me on Instagram and said, hey, look. And I knew they were talking about doing a couple of these, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I think it's ten. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I only knew, I only knew like two of those that they were going to be working on. And um, I knew the droid story, and I knew... Um, Andor. The rest of them didn't know anything about. So um, I'm super stoked about the Obi-Wan. So that's going to be uh, probably in the, the Mandalorian style, I would think. I'm worried. I, okay, so I'm stoked about Obi-Wan, but I'm kind of worried about it. Because, Are you? Well, what can... You gotta, Obi-Wan, you gotta, man. What, no, no, it's not, no, no. I, so Obi-Wan's one of my favorite characters of the prequels. I love the character. I'm, sure. just, I'm just afraid so, you know, you, you got to think, you've got these nine mainline stories that everyone knows. Um, and then you have the books and the comics and stuff that lets less people know. So whatever this Obi-Wan series is, will be judged. Yeah, the Mandalorian will be judged on that. And so you have episode three where, where you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Star Wars from 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> episode three where, where, Anakin, where, where Anakin gets his leg cut off of Obi-Wan. And then episode oh, four. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Sorry, sorry. Uh, and then episode four, you have them the meeting again. So, and Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan's sitting there supposed to be watching um, Luke for all these years, and so he couldn't have done a whole lot. And so if he comes, and they're bringing back uh, Hayden Christensen to play Vader. So it's just, they have to be careful because they will create too many conflicts with the canon. That's my concern. And the other thing is, if Obi-Wan was watching Luke, he could have caused too big of a ruckus. So is he be like a spy, like creeping around the galaxy? Um, you don't that, think that, they made it kind of complicated already? I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. Before they even got to Disney Plus or the mm-hmm. Mandalorian, it was complicated. Mm-hmm. So, I think what they're doing here is they're expanding on the line, mm-hmm. and they're going to they're taking complete market share here with, you know, um, how they're rolling out these new series and breaking everything down. They're mm-hmm. they're they're doing what Marvel. Um, Talked about doing years ago, and these mm-hmm. guys are going to do it. They're going to throw oh, the money in, and they're going to. I'm not saying I'm not excited. It's one of those things because I care. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, it's like this. Don't yeah. mess it up. Don't don't screw it up. It, the, the series can be bad, and I can live with it. Just don't screw up the plot. That, as you say, the the timeline's a little bit convoluted as it is. Well, don't screw it up too much. I'm excited about the even bad. with even with um, Arya. I love the Clone Wars series. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so so for me it's um Obi Wan and Andor so those that's the two They're, the rest I'm still a little uh, I'm still a little iffy on. So you but, don't like um, the series the, the the show the TV show the the Clone Wars what now yeah have you ever watched the Clone Wars uh, TV show? no I haven't watched the Clone Wars the TV show oh Greg no Greg sorry. no Greg okay so before you watch it you need to go watch it. Uh, Google how to watch the Clone Wars because they're not released in chronological order. So like season one, episode one, and season one, episode six do not necessarily follow straight the timeline. So you just need to go watch how to watch them. And it's like season two, episode seven. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and, something to catch up on then. Right. And, and if you follow them in chronological order, there's there, some that are pretty that, they're made for kids. They're made for adults. Some are more kids, more, some are more adults. So some of them are, are, are kind of goofy, but some of them are pretty good. And you kind of think of them, they're kind of like mini movies. There's like two or three episodes will be like one story, okay? And so that's like a, like a movie almost because it's like three episodes, like an hour. Um, sure. Trying, huh? I said sure, yeah. yeah and yeah. so the Bad Batch um, comes in at the end of the last season, which they just released back a few months ago. And so – they're gonna. It's a continuation of that storyline. Uh, okay. Relatively new spoilers because of what happened to the Bad Batch and all that. So, um, but yeah. Go, okay. Go, well, that makes a bit of sense now. So, I, but, but for me, I haven't heard uh, anything about the. I mean, of course, you can read through this um, this little bit of uh, blip here. If you go over to the colander, I'll put the um, the link in some of the notes there. But it basically goes through a rundown of each one of the. 
mm-hmm. of the series. So if you're talking about uh, so the Bad Bunch, let's see here. Bad Batch. Bad Batch, yeah. Yeah. So continuation of beloved animated series, The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So you watch seven seasons of an animated show. Well, you, the way you say that, I don't really, I don't, I don't appreciate that tone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate that tone. <laughs> so, I've, so I'm now, now I'm struggling, but <laughs> but I will, I will, I will give it an honest go. So. You know, it, it it's <laughs> okay. Okay. You, okay. You, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not, Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock on it yet. I'll, uh, I'll wait. I'll get. I'll get started on it if I wait. No, can't do that. Yeah, I can't play it out. Sure, yeah. So, undisclosed locations don't let me stream Disney Plus. So you need to get you a VPN. I'll send you a link to one that'll make that make it fix that for you. I have a I have a VPN, man. Disney Plus is also smart. Oh, okay. Uh, Tom Tom yeah, and Tony. Tony Deere said Rogue One answered a lot of questions between episode three and four. It did. I agree. Um, um, and then Tom's laughing at either you or me for either me for liking Clone Wars or you for hating on Clone Wars. I'm going to assume he's laughing no, at you. Not, spe- not specifically. I mean, uh, it's just animated shows in general. Now, okay. In saying that, I do have to make a confession. I did um, uh, the last animated movie for the Teenage Titans. I did. Um, I did watch that. What are you talking about, Clone Wars? I got Yoda, I, know, I got Twitter, I got Obi Wan, I got Anakin, and you're making fun dude. of me for the T Titan. Dude, there's a dude, there's a difference between there's a difference between watching one movie and seven <laughs> seasons of it. So it's different. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Greg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get into the time bit into this thing. Just Okay. Oh gracious! All right, so we're we're not going to spend a whole lot more uh, time on Disney. I think they are set themselves hey. up for for a good run there. Yeah, just as an aside, this is not investment advice, but if you're looking at stock to buy, I don't know how they don't dominate the streaming wars over the next three to five years. So. Uh, all stocks, I think, are over over a little bit inflated, but Disney's one you got to look at. So, anyways, just for what that's worth, I think there's a lot of people need to be looking at a lot of uh, different tech stuff. I mean, uh, the, the entertainment industry, other than you know, open opera, open air opera, is driven by tech. So, even I mean, part- uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, even yeah, right. I mean, the you know, the faster the faster these you know, countries get as far as their, you know, bandwidth and their speed. And you got to have to, people are consuming more online media than they ever have before. And it's not just because of the coronavirus. I mean, it's just simply because they spend more time on the screen, period. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, so I ran into this a couple of days ago. We'll go to this last part. We're almost out of here. So this would be, um, Mr. Jake Paul called out Conor McGregor. Of course, he called him out, you know, weeks ago and been calling him out probably every day. But it's interesting that this one here. So that's 50 million from the Jake Paul tribe that he's putting down calling out Conor. So 50 million is more than Conor made off of his last fight. And I can't play the video because I will get thrown in for copyright. So, but listen, if you want to go check out the video, it's uh, it's on Overtime's TikTok account. But it's kind of classical. It's got, uh, you know, Jake in his uh, flip-up sunshades there look from 1985 with mm-hmm. this huge Cuban cigar. Uh, he's got a bit of a flag draped across his shoulder, and I think he's sitting in a... Uh, that's, the, that's the Irish flag. That's Connor's flag. Oh, is it? Is it? And, sure. um, so he's, I think he's sitting in a uh, some kind of super fancy sports car, and he's got this huge check next to the car, fifty million dollar mm-hmm. check, mm-hmm. and says, "Hey, you know, I'm a two and O, and you're one and O, or you're O and one, O and one. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of you. Oh, so I'm putting fifty million down. 
Uh, I, I, you know, whatever you think about see, the if ball, that was me, See, if that was me right there, I'd still have bruises from my last fight. And he's already healed up. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say about them, they're master promoters. And so, you know, it's, you know, you, you can hate them. You think they're stupid. And I, I don't, I don't, I'm not fans of their, their, I don't watch their stuff. I don't follow their YouTube stuff. The only reason yeah. I know is because they make it into broader context news, but they're master promoters. And so, you know, it's like yesterday, <clears throat> one of them went by and was taunting Connor's training partner or coach or something. I can't remember. And everyone was losing their mind. Like, Oh my gracious. This is why you can't, uh, you know, bring these guys to the mainstream. It's like, the mainstream, you're mainstream talking about them. If you like, this is how it works. They they have got you talking about them. That's all they wanted. Like you don't think they know what they're doing? They're master. I mean, they they are mainstream. They're just not in that stream. That's the right. Yeah, yeah. They're just, they're just master promoters, and, and and to deny that they're master promoters is silly. They're master promoters, and um, and so you know, and they Jake have been Paul, for ten years. It's nothing new for them, right? Right, and so they're just going into this this space, and you know, and make a lot of money at it. And you know, if you don't, it's like going back to North Facing. If you don't like their stuff, then don't talk about them, don't retweet them, don't you know, and and they'll go away eventually if enough people do it. But if a lot of people talk talk about them, they're going to be here. And listen, I would love to see. I don't uh, want to see. I don't want to see them box. I want to see. I want to see Jake get in the octagon with him. I want to see him in the MMA match with him. That's what I want. Yeah, to that wouldn't last long. That wouldn't uh, last. That's long. but. If he wants to put fifty million down, we should put fifty million on that, right? Well, I, I would love to see him bare knuckle box. Ooh, wow! So, if anybody's never seen the movie with the Gangs of New York, they need to watch that movie. Ryan, have you ever seen Gangs of New York? I have not. I'll be watching Clone That's, Wars. Uh, yeah, I mean, seven seasons of it. That's a lot of cartoons, man. But um. <laughs> But listen, you need to go watch Gangs of New York. I mean, I know it's a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, but it's got uh, some pretty good, it's got some pretty good bare knuckle boxing scenes in it, man. Well, it's you know, just, I managed fighters for a while, right? What's that? You know, I was managing fighters for a while, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was managing fighters. No. So I've gotten, I had a couple. Of my, well, I'm not doing it now, but I got a couple of my guys into the bare knuckle, um, the VKFC. David Feldman, I know that guy, um, and so um, yeah, I've been there. Watch one of my guys. He lost. Uh, one of my guys won, and so uh, been, been been to their event. So it's uh it's interesting. So that, that bare knuckles boxing, you can't get close to the side of the ring, and get blood on you, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a little spray pattern going on there, so you want to absolutely. You want to stay out. You want to stay back. All right. So, Ryan, that's another show. It's episode three for us. So, you got any uh, parting words? Besides, uh, want to see Jake Paul get choked out in the ring. <laughs> Maybe try not to watch so many episodes of Clone Wars. Now you're going to go back wow. and watch Clone Wars. Wow. Wow. That's aggressive. Listen, there's some bad Clone Wars episodes. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You're, there's going to be some points you're going to say, wow, this is for three-year-olds. I agree. That's exactly all. the reason I didn't want to watch this. That's exactly what I'm going to say to myself. Uh, but there's some really good ones. There's some really good ones. And so, um, I mean... It's better than Teen Titans. Uh, I, I had seen Teen Titans. I don't know, but you know, just just Google how to watch them in the proper order and do that, and then report back. And then you know you can you can blast me if you want. Um, you know, I, I'm a big boy. I can take it. So I'll put my North Face jacket on. I just jump to the part where I just ask my kids about the Clone Wars and just take a little essay and be done with it. Yeah. Well. You know, in my north face jacket. Yeah, so that's where she comes in at. Uh, a lot of interesting characters are introduced in the, in the Clone Wars. So, all right, folks, that's us. So, you can reach out to myself or Ryan here on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, wherever we're at yeah. for any sponsorship. So, this live this show is actually broadcast to over 100k. Hopefully, we could get at least 5k of that on one day. That would be nice. But anyway. Tune in here each week at Thursday or on Thursday at 10 a.m. So, Ryan. Hey, us. yeah, next week, Christmas Eve. You're at the office, sitting there. The boss is a jerk, making you work. Put the headphones in. We'll be here next week at 10 a.m. Central Time. Um, Christmas so, Eve. 
Christmas Eve. Yeah. So we'll Man, be Christmas Eve. The year's almost over. I know. Thankfully. 2020. There we go. 2020. Almost out. We're your hosts, Greg Williams. I'm with Greg Links, and that's Ryan Ray with War Room Media. And that's a wrap. Y'all have a good Friday. And the rest of your Thursday, too. Yeah, all Thursday over. I don't know where you're at. Yeah. But here we've been all Thursday. Well, that's just the way it is. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm working. I'm working on a whole other China? day. So, are you in China? Is that what's going on? You're in Australia. I could, I could, I could possibly Korea? be. <laughs> uh, I could possibly be. All right, brother. Location. Thank you. Bye. Have a good week. You've been watching overtime live series brought to you by Rick Links and War Room Media. Your hosts have been Greg Williams and Ryan Ray. For sponsorship opportunities, send us an email at info at ricklinks.com. Tune in next Thursday at 10 a.m. CST for another live episode. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.